1: I will will share with you my one rage
0: quit story. You yeah, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo press now eight. This is gonna be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself Pete and finally he has come back to the Rage Quit wire, John the Mountain Man Stokes. He's
1: paying me a lot of money.
0: Uh, by a lot you mean jobs I don't
1: know hey some people pay a lot of money for that stuff they do
0: yeah and if we got John on here that means we're going to be talking about Middle Earth so yeah we are going to be talking about some Middle Earth uh John and uh Chad suckered me coming up to Asheville for this awesome tournament that was a three-round uh 16-person tournament right and it's it a blast
1: yeah sorry Malifaux guys no Malifaux today because I don't know what that is
0: <laughs> I don't know those words <laughs> How do you even spell that? (laughs) It's (laughs) M-A-L-F-E-L. That's it. So before we get into the the cool tournament that that we're going to talk about and some of just the ins and outs that I experienced in my first full event of Middle Earth, uh, make sure that you guys are supporting us. You you can do that by checking us out on some of the social medias. Uh, You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, You can also look up. The old YouTube page We got a YouTube channel on there We've been doing weekly content except for last week Because I was up in Asheville Which was definitely cool And yeah, make sure that you check out rage, Ragequitwire.com We put a lot of info, blogs, writing Announcements on there Giveaways And then finally, if you want to support us directly You can check us out at patreon.com Where you can donate for as little as One doll hair So Website?
1: Man, I'm so out of the loop
0: You have been, but it's good to have you back, John. The salt just salt level wasn't there.
1: Hey, there's a picture of me on the website. Holy crap.
0: (laughs) You just pulled it up, huh?
1: (laughs) I don't know. It's football season. There's two pictures of me on the website. Hey.
0: Oh, yeah, man. The Mountain Man Stokes.
1: There's way too many pictures of Chris. That ugly dude.
0: (laughs) That's how you know it's good. Yeah, and if you go on there, you'll definitely see there's a lot of... I actually just posted up some uh, pictures of the Middle Earth tournament that that uh that i just went to so i didn't write a lot about it yet because i wanted to make sure we did this episode first but yeah definitely a cool event so we'll kind of just get into it right there john so this was a 16 person event and it was called the misty mountain mayhem which i just love the name and if you haven't been to the type of tournament that chad and john kind of throw on in nashville you know that you can count on a few things one you can count on some pretty cool dudes and and I don't, I don't know. Is there a lot of women playing Middle Earth in, in the mountains there, John?
1: Uh, negative.
0: Not yet. OK, so we're working we'll, on them. we're working we'll on stick, them. we'll stick with dudes for now. Yeah. Um, and you know that you're going to have a decent little swag bag. Yeah. yeah Chad and then the last and the last thing that you can usually expect is beer, beer, <laughs> beer here.
1: <laughs> that is the first thing we look for. Like, OK, what brew, what brew are we going to? uh no brewery okay can we drink in the parking lot (laughs) yeah and where did you guys uh throw the tournament where was it uh it's actually just like a board game cafe the kingmaker's draft in downtown Hendersonville. i mean we're right downtown on main street it's not a brewery but it's a place we go like play board games we just kind of hang out pick the board games off the shelf usually the people that are working there will explain the games to you like eight beers on tap wine you know cool place good food yeah
0: yeah, the uh they they have seasonal beers on tap and and I liked the three that I tried. They were definitely spot on and hit the spot. The last one you and I were drinking, it was a fruity bouquet, but it definitely was good.
1: Oh yeah. Full body. I got to pull the name up. <laughs> it was what new grass, but it was like blackberry, blueberry, vanilla, sour, sorbet. I don't, it was keep good. Up. I don't keep up with my games as much as I keep up with my beers. I know. It's in there. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, uh, it, it was good though. I, I mean, I was one of the newer players there. So, I definitely, I ended up pulling Chad round one just because it made sense. I I hadn't played a full game of Middle Earth yet, so it was almost like a full-scale demo, which was cool. Um, and then, actually, since you and I both lost, we ended up playing in round two, and we took ourselves a nice little beer break uh, in the middle of the
1: round. I mean, that's what you do. That's how that's how the game should be played. It should be built in.
0: Well, and, you know, it, it ended up being a nice spot. It, it was definitely a good break because... Uh, as we're going to talk about your list, the uh, the watcher hadn't come up from the depths yet. So that's what, it,
1: I, that's what I needed. I needed to get a little little beer on the table to get the <laughs> watcher to come out of. It.
0: <laughs> there wasn't any water on
1: that board, so maybe that makes sense. Yeah, oh, yeah. You See, I spilled a little beer on it just to be sure.
0: Okay, so let's kind of talk about this a little bit, John, and just to kind of give people an idea of a Middle Earth tournament because I know a lot of people that have been interested, like me in Malfo. Um are coming from Malifaux, but interested in Middle Earth. I wasn't sure quite what an event looked like, and I wasn't quite sure how a tournament looked. So can you just run us through what the point level was and then what the three missions were and and how you guys kind of set up the uh, tournament? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, the first thing when you come to Middle Earth tournament, we try to make the boards look like they're straight out of a movie. I mean, we had and they had, did. Yeah, we had seven boards. Each had a, a theme from the movie. I mean, top table. The number one was the Shire. Then we had a Mon Hen. We had a Dunlin board. We had my bright ass gold glitter everywhere. Erebor board. Um, we had the Barrow Downs. We had what did we play on? We played on Osgiliath. Um, I'm forgetting one. There's like a snowy Bree board.
0: And there was um, uh, the uh, the Rohan board. There.
1: Oh yeah, that's what I call my Dunlin board. Okay. Oh, because there's no horses, so it's Dunlin. <laughs>
0: No, that's fair.
1: <laughs> um yeah, we played 800 points. I mean, tournament's range, I mean, I think 8 in the states, 800 points is kind of kind of normal. I've been to all the way down to a 500 points around tournament to 1000 a, a points around tournament, but eight seven 700, 800 is kind of uh median um the thing about it, Middle Earth is there's 18 different scenarios. I mean, you go from just line up and kill each other to I don't really care who you kill, you gotta hold these objective kind of scenarios. So list can be very balanced. Um first list we had three different objectives to hold. Um wasn't great for me. <laughs> second list, what did we play, Pete? We had the five so, five different yeah, ob- objectives. Yeah, the
0: first the first list you had to hold the objectives at the end of the game, and I think there was three or four of them. I think there was three. There were three, yeah, yeah. And then the second one there was five, but you you basically flipped it to your control if you had control of it with a unit and not the enemy. Right. And then at the end of the game, you calculated how many you had still in your control. So yeah, that was really interesting. The scenarios itself was interesting. I don't know what the last one was. Cause I ended up you know quitting out of it, but uh, the third
1: one was actually just a kill count, like total wounds you do in the game leader okay. leader. Like I ended up losing like 42 wounds to, 20 something wounds. I mean, you you're just tally in the whole time on total wounds. Yeah. Um, there's a couple scenarios like that. There's another scenario where you just count just your leader wounds. You do. Um, okay. So there's a lot of variation, but I like, I like kind of the variation in, in the scenarios we did.
0: Well, I like the scenarios too, because you had the main one, but then there was also points that you got, if you broke your opponent and then you got points, if you did wounds to the, um, to their leader. Yeah. So I like that. It incorporated that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was definitely a good mix of scenarios in my opinion. And coming from other war games, the scenarios weren't so difficult that it made it hard to play the game. If you play a game like Malifaux or maybe Infinity, sometimes those win scenarios can get a little complex and that can make the Actual playing in a tournament very overwhelming, but I really think that Middle Earth does a good job of having at least interesting scenarios with the different deployments. But it's simple enough that somebody that like me can just walk in and play.
1: Right, and every tournament we go to, I mean the the TOs kind of vary the scenarios enough that a horde's not going to win every time because they're just trying to yeah. control objectives, or elite, you know, just a bunch of eagles aren't going to fly around and just kill things and, and count kills because they're hard to kill. Um, so you kind of got to make balanced list if you want to, if you want to be competitive and and win a tournament.
0: Yeah. And that was one thing that really, I think is going to take me back a little bit is you, you do only have one list and you have to bring it thinking, okay, if this scenario is dropped, I got to make sure I can cover myself in that scenario. Right.
1: Right, and I th- I thought about that. When, you know, I made your li- I helped you make your list, and I was like, well, he won't be great at all this, but he wants to play dwarves, and this is a simple list, and we'll see what the t- we'll see what the scenarios are. Hopefully, there's some Killy be a tank scenario because that's what you're gonna be good at. Yeah, and, and it was the one that I didn't play. <laughs> yeah, it was the one you didn't play. <laughs> I thought about it when I saw the third scenario pop. Up, I was like, uh, Pete would have been good at this one. <laughs> yeah, the, the dwarves could have just sat in a shield wall and uh, poked things.
0: Yeah, so let's just so people kind of have. Um... An idea of what what we played, at least in the tournament. Um, And obviously, keep in mind, first event for me. So definitely, the list may be okay. It may be bad. I didn't care because I just wanted to play something straightforward, cool. And that's what I did. So I did an Erebor reclaimed list. And I ended up doing Thorin, who was on a goot, And of course, you got to bring Orcrist in it it with it. And uh, then you had Dane Ironfoot. I don't think you can play Dwarves without playing Dane just because how badass and cool he is. so he was on his pig uh then i had Ballin in there i actually liked having Ballin in there just because of the long beard rule where he could uh help me possibly re-roll the initiative um and then i just had uh iron hill dwarves which i think i had about uh what was it about two units of eight and then two units of seven and that was a mix of spears and and shields to get the uh (laughs) <laughs> get the yeah, cool about, little you had about 30 about 30 warriors on foot and then you had some goat riders yeah and then i had five goat riders so it definitely was a cool list and so much where i think i'm gonna buy some some more of the uh iron foot stuff just because how cool it is and looks and actually put those models together but what did you end up bringing john just because i think your list had a little more flair to it i should say
1: yeah i had this crazy idea of like i'm gonna bring these bring moria goblins with a bunch of like weird magic like I'm gonna bring no good leaders so I brought a bunch of like cheap Moria heroes then a bunch of goblins I had like 50 total goblins and had shamans so black these black shield shamans and what they do is they cast a power to just destroy your opponent's weapons yeah so like like (laughs) so like turn two was it turn two day no longer had a hammer Dane was just button pools. It's just headbutting, which it, it, I mean is a minus one to to rolls, and then I and then I brought the watcher in the water, so I was like, oh, I'll weaken them, and then all of a sudden the watcher in the water will pop up behind him and win games for me. Um, yeah, it didn't do
0: well, but <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> I mean. It Just me looking at it, when you see somebody bringing that huge monstrous model and you just think of the movies or from the book and you just think of how much crazy damage that that potentially has, I mean, it scares the crap out of you, at least when it can get to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, it's slowly when it pops up, right?
1: Yeah, it pops up. Or if there's water on the board, it's really fast in water and it can go back underwater and pop up somewhere else. Which which yeah. happened in my first game, but in the second game, uh, there was no
0: water. Yeah, you were just in the depths. You were dry docked. The you know, dry docked watcher. He climbed himself in there and got stuck. <laughs> he
1: stuck his ass on some dwarves.
0: Yeah, and so looking at it, something I did notice is it did seem to me, just looking at the the models and lists that kind of I saw floating around in this event, it didn't seem like there were a. It seemed like there were more good armies than there were evil. Did you notice that? Uh, this tournament, there were there were, but I've seen it both ways. Um,
1: I think a lot of people do kind of lean to good because they like the heroes in the movies and they're yeah. Um, and then evil, you know, you're playing orcs, orcs, urukai, orcs goblins. <laughs> or goblins. Yeah, I mean, you got the evil men too. Some people play, but I see it. I mean, a lot of people I think get tired of orcs, but the good models are just so. Some of the good models are so cool.
0: Well, and that's why I kind of like the urukai, just because they, they look and feel a little different, right? Because of all of the heavy armor and yeah. almost eliteness of them, which definitely isn't the orc's strength, usually. Metal and just rows
1: and rows of pikes and shields. Yep. Yeah, that, that is a pretty cool look.
0: All right, so what was, just kind of curious, just so we can kind of also think about, it, what was the list that kind of took the day as far as uh, winning the tournament?
1: Um. So... David uh, Diaz won it. He plays a list. I don't know it exactly, but I, I mean, I saw him play a couple, like about a month ago. He brings a Mumak, the Mumak war leader. So it's the, uh, I think it's a Legendary Legion Grand Army of the South, which is like the Serpent Horde, the big attack on Pelinor Fields. It's kind of a small snippet of that. a so Mumak, the Mumak war leader, like the guy with his face painted in, in Return mm-hmm. of the King, like yelling, the one that gets the spear thrown through him oh, yeah. uh, by Amir. So yep. he brings a Mumak, a bunch of dudes shooting bows off of it, and then the serpent king Sulidan um, on a horse and a bunch of like um, other serpent riders bringing, I think they have like poison spears. So he's got a decent list. He's got a lot of a lot of bows shooting off off the Mumak and then a lot of speed with the horses.
0: Yeah, and let me ask you that, just because as a new player, I I see something that is just massive like that and really terrifying both in the game and movies and books. And how in a tournament do you deal with a huge threat like that? Well,
1: if you have something like Dane, that does pretty well. <laughs> Dane oh, yeah. just walks up and hits it on the head. Um, there's a couple of different ways. I mean, if you have any kind of siege weapons, they deal with it. You know, the Mumac, I mean, the, there's a reason he won. Mumaks are pretty good, especially the Mumak war leader. Cause it can just, it just tramples things when it gets going. Yeah. Um, you gotta have some you gotta have some courageous models that are willing to go up to it and fight it. And I mean, you can't run from it because it's fast and it just tramples you. You take, your, you take your big hero and you stab it in the eye. And you just hopefully it goes your way, huh? Yeah. You, you, and as much as you think it would be, it's not usually not Legolas that does that.
0: That's interesting. I actually I was listening to somebody playing next to us and they brought Legolas. Uh-huh. And I just heard him say, Well, you know, Legolas usually just misses and dies anyways.
1: Right. <laughs> I, we always complain that Legolas isn't as good as, as he should be because he's only like hundred points. You were playing Dane that was hundred and eighty points, I think. Yeah. I mean Legolas should be like the dude. How I many
0: just what, killing I, dudes with right, sniper range?
1: He kills everything in the movies, hand to hand, bow, whatever. But he's really I mean, there's if you have Legolas, you shoot the you shoot the war leader off the Mumac. That's what you do.
0: Well, I I mean I just saw Legolas kill kill the Mumac by himself. Just walk well, right up and put a that. few arrows in the back of the neck.
1: Yeah. I wish he was that Legolas, but I mean you take it, you shoot the war the war leader, you shoot him with a big if you got a big ballista or a trebuchet, you shoot the the Mumak, that'll kinda of mess him up. Um Good Lord, don't let the King of the Dead get to it. That kills that'll kill it.
0: Yeah, I saw there was one player that had an army of the dead. That that looked pretty cool.
1: Yeah, <laughs> He had like fifteen models total because yeah. he had the King of the Dead, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. It's, uh, it's a lot of points and heroes.
0: Yeah. And, and so I think that we can look at this event from kind of two perspectives. And I, I definitely appreciate kind of like how you and Chad ran the event, because I think that when you run an event, the move that you did was definitely very smart where, you know, you're in this event, since you're kind of like the homer, you know, you put it on. You always want kind of the the prizes and the loot to go to somebody else that came from somewhere. Right. So I think you played it really smart by playing a list that, you know, you could do some stuff with, but it wasn't going to overpower probably some of the more traditional powerhouses.
1: Right, right. I didn't I, I didn't want to win the stuff that I made. You know, I 3D printed most yeah. of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been 3D printing nonstop for months and months and months.
0: Now, I did see you guys. It's who ended up uh, getting that sweet piece of terrain that you guys had?
1: Which one? Because we gave away a few. First place got a... It had to be... I think I made it 16 inches in diameter weather top. Mm-hmm. Um, second place was a, a Mon Hen set, So like the seeing seat that Frodo falls off of after Boromir tries to take the ring. Yep. Um, and then third place was like the stuff to start making like a Hobbit hole. You get a little foam. It's kind of like the front of a Hobbit house.
0: Okay. That's cool. Um, so you guys had, just gave that stuff away to like first, second, third.
1: Yeah. First, second, third. Um, there was also a dice set. We had a, you know, we had a bunch of the custom dice made. Um, you saw my, my Andrew my broken sword dice that I showed you.
0: Yeah, that was um, really cool.
1: A set, a set of eight of those we gave away to plus we gave away extra of the, um, the Misty Mountain Mayhem, you know, tournament dice.
0: Yeah. And then I also saw that you were giving, or Chad was giving away the, uh, the 3d printed, uh, I don't know. What do you call that? That keeps track of like the fortitude and willpower and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. The
1: might, will, fate trackers, just like, yeah, little, yeah. um, yeah, they're just little trays that you put d sixes in to kind of track your your might, will, fate points, your wounds and stuff in. And then uh, you can also print little like name plates for the heroes to go in them. So you just to you, know, you were keeping track of it on paper. I sometimes I keep track of it on paper, you know, marker, dry erase or something. Oh to keep yeah, tracking my points. But now you just use d sixes because it's kind of easy for your opponent to see and and they don't have to ask you over and over again because it's kind of sitting there.
0: Let's look at kind of round one and we're not really looking more for like scores and crap. I'm just, I want to kind of go more for tournament, like how each round felt. Did it kind of, because I think when you're playing middle earth, I think it's more, yeah, you can build something to just win out, but I think it's more, did the list feel like what you wanted it to do? So did my list feel like a bunch of tanky dwarves just sitting there and, you know, taking it in the face and did your list play like a bunch of sneaky goblins with this watcher just coming out of nowhere? (laughs)
1: <laughs> right, right. I, and I do try to keep some theme in my list. Like if I'm going to play, if I'm going to play elves, you know, I can't have Gilgalad and then oh, let's who's the new who, who's some younger elves like Legolas. You know, they just don't yeah. go together. Um, I got to try to keep some theme unless I'm really, really trying to win, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, I did see because that I mean, it doesn't make me mad, but it definitely was annoying that there was a player who was like, oh, I brought Dane. And then I also brought, you know, Thranduil. And I was just like, mm. They
1: fought together. They fought together. Mm-hmm. They argued, and then the elves oh. jumped over the dwarves. I mean, mm-hmm. it,
0: it's better yeah. than if
1: it's better than if Thorin was allied with them. I know that's what I really <laughs> want to play, though. I love, that list. I love the Thorin and Thranduil, um become best friends list. <laughs> never happened (laughs) I I made a mistake and made I took that list like there was a good and you take a good and an evil um, 600 point army too we went to Richmond Virginia and played in one and I took that for my good side yeah I made the mistake of like googling Thorin and Thranduil trying to find like the scene from the movies where they're like kind of bickering and Thorin's in jail or or getting thrown in the elephant prison Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I didn't realize how much how I many interesting fan stories there were about the relationship of Thorin and Thranduil.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, how'd you like your list? I mean, did it feel right?
0: Well, so the first time I played it, and this is something I, Chad, Ch- Chad was a gentleman as always, but Chad apologized because he said, well, I feel bad because I know we probably missed a bunch of your rules. And I just told him, like, Chad, that's okay. Like the more games I get with it, you add a little bit each game right the first game i was just focused on kind of getting a feel of the stats and defense and kind of how the the faction actually the list wanted to operate and i, di- I didn't even really use shield wall that first game because i really didn't know how the mechanic activated um so to me even defense seven was just pretty brutal for most things that you know chew into oh uh, yeah yeah defense seven's pretty good and then you go Defense eight with shield wall, and the, yeah,
1: I mean, that's what dwarves are, they're tanky and hard to kill,
0: yeah. And just throwing Dane into the, the middle of a horde of uh goblins also just felt really, really good,
1: <laughs> yeah. I knew, I knew when I was like, okay, I'll play Pete, I'll, I'll teach him some stuff, but god, can my goblins kill any of these dudes?
0: <laughs> well, and the funny thing was Thorin, so I kind of threw Dane in, and then Thorin, I just kind of used to headhunt the chieftains and stuff, all the little goblin heroes. And it worked worked out pretty beautifully at that aspect. Um, yeah, it, it just, it, I think if you play war games, you just kind of have a feel of how, you know, to maneuver. Because even though I didn't know all the specifics, I feel like I still maneuvered really well. I ended up, because I mean, you realize you're playing dwarves. I know I'm going to be outnumbered. I know I'm going to be slower. So really, I, and the first deployment in that damn game was uh, cor- like you had opposite corners you had to deploy in. Yeah, so I basically had to I used the goats to kind of outflank part of Chad's uh, goblin forces. And then basically, I just took the rest of my dwarves on foot and just met in the middle. And that was kind of just my game plan is just rally in the middle, outflank them with the goats and see if we can win.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's what the, that's kind of why I gave you the goat. You always, I mean, even with dwarves, you want some kind of speed because they're slow. You have
0: to, I mean, any kind of scenario, you're going to have to either go get something or you're going to have to try and just cause problems for your opponent.
1: Right. you want to have something other than Dane and and Thorin. to. I mean, come on. I
0: mean, the goat riders just look cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And the headbutt rule where every time you run and you charge somebody, the goats have a chance to knock them down with a headbutt.
0: Oh yeah. Just really cool models, cool flavor. Uh definitely found out what their weak point was when we played, but we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh so your game one, you you were on in Hobbiton and and yeah. uh you had a yeah. river.
1: Yeah, we have a big so it's my Shire board has three big Hobbit holes, like a windmill and a big river running through the middle of it, which the watcher loves. Um what turn us, did uh the watcher come in? Turn three, I think. Okay. Well, not bad. A lot earlier than our game for sure. Um <laughs> But I was playing against uh, a Minas Tirith list that had Boromir, who is a beast, Um, had a bunch, a bunch of models. And then this uh, bolt thrower, like a big, a little siege weapon, a little light siege weapon in the back, which sucks for goblins because it just mows goblins down. Yeah. Um, So you got to kind of start in the middle and had a bunch of goblins just like hiding and running, like ducking and running as they're getting (laughs) shot down. (laughs) But um, he had a majority, he had a majority in the corner. I had like a majority in a corner that. Fought, and then the watcher kind of popped up in the other corner in the river and started dragging people in the water
0: <laughs> i thought that was a really cool mechanic and actually i was telling you this that it really does throw the math off because you, essentially you can pull d6 models out of combat or into combat and mm-hmm. it really can mess up the numbers when you're trying to outnumber people for your attacks in the combat yeah
1: yeah that's i mean that's kind of what i do with the watcher it's i mean there's a lot of nasty tricks you can do with it i mean uh, pulling people pulling heroes in when you have a bat swarm to have their have their fight so you can kill heroes i was just trying to you know, like crowd control with it um first yeah. game like i killed i killed kind of his contingent in the corner then he has a special rule where he can take a model and instead of wounding him he just drags him below water if he's in water <laughs> and he, he goes away and then he can pop up somewhere else um so I did that, went underwater, tried to pop up on the other side of the board to kill that bolt thrower that was shooting me down. Yeah. I was hoping to get back in the water and come back in the middle, but never got there because the watcher is slow if he's not in water.
0: Yeah. What's his movement? Four inches. Okay. So he's even slower than like like uh, some dwarves then. He is the same speed as a hobbit. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you ended up losing your... Did you lose pretty bad on that first game? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: Borom- Boromir hid from my shamans, ran away from the shamans, so they were like, they were sad.
0: <laughs> That's uh, right. They they got their pseudo revenge in the second game. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it yeah, yeah
1: it's pretty close. I just couldn't get couldn't get to the middle. You just like dwarves. I mean, I'm sure you had you had a hard time getting to the middle of the board with a five inch speed. Um, yeah, I
0: think in uh, I think in my game, Chad was playing Mordor orcs. I think. Yep. And it. it it definitely was a lot of bodies and that was kind of the problem is i got i was really starting to make headway in the middle but there were enough bodies and then there was a troll chieftain that came in and kind of helped hold down the center a little bit too long as well so the dwarves just couldn't quite chew through it uh because dane couldn't get to the uh i I was going to try to throw dane into the chieftain and uh Thorin got there, but then he got ripped apart, so that was sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, those troll chieftains. Uh, I've played against that list quite a few times, and I don't really care for that troll chieftain.
0: Well, and that's kind of what I was thinking in my head. I, I think Dane's probably the only thing that would have a better chance against the chieftain. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's that'd be my answer, just throw Dane
0: into it. I mean, because Dane and Thorin are both defense eight just innately, so that that's just... They're just meant to be beat sticks. Just hang in there. Just pound people away.
1: Yeah, they're nasty. They're, they're, they're fun. I really like the dwarves. I, I've thought about playing them a little more, but I want to play them with Thrandwill, and that doesn't...
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we played second round. We actually got to play John. It was that mission where we kind of had to try to hold the five objectives and get control of them. And I definitely feel like your list was way better for this because you had some fast bat swarms and your list just could move and scoot.
1: Yeah, I think the bat swarms were, were a huge advantage because they fly, they move 12 inches to your dwarves and move five. five. And and I mean, and you, you fed me the goat riders. So to,
0: goat. Oh, to be fair, <laughs> we were deploying and I put the goat riders. I'm like, sure, I'll put them up on the flank and they're just going to go. And to be fair, I was probably about five beers in at that point. So the decision making, you know, points weren't that good. Yeah. Uh, and then you put this swarm of goblins in front of them. And I, I just, I remember turning to drink my beer, which was by that flank. And I picked up my beer. And then all of a sudden I was like, what the, oh God, this is <laughs> a mistake. Five goat
1: riders versus 15 goblins. And Balin was over there too. Yeah. He's not much
0: helping a fight. He's not. He's just there for re-rolls. Yeah, he re-rolls just, just you know, stroking his beard, going, hmm. I will say <laughs> the one thing that I definitely started appreciating, and I definitely have to get more experience with is really there are times in the game with your, you know, might, will, and fate that you really want to select to use them at those key moments. And man, I'm 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 telling you, getting the ability to use your um user is it might to try and get the uh is it a heroic move or what what's that
1: trying to move trying to move first yep
0: yeah that i mean
1: that those are big moments yeah moving first and initiative is real big especially when you have some cavalry like your goat riders because they want to go first they get the bonuses for charging you know that which you want to if you're on a horse you're mounted you want to be running into things yep And when they're standing still and goblins are just running all over them i
0: i did roll horrendously for getting priority in our game well no you had yeah that was bad and then the roll the 50 50
1: roll offs i think you lost all of those yeah i did yeah but you rolled them so
0: well and that's the thing though it's i i don't feel as bad i don't feel as bad as i thought i would in this game i thought the dice would piss me off a little bit more but i mean when you look at lord of the rings and the hobbit there are just those moments where their faction is just getting rickrolled and things are going horrible yeah. and then sometimes there's just this moment where a hero comes in and just saves a day so it it really does do a good job of building up to those cool cinematic moments in the game
1: yeah and i i, I agree when i first started playing the game i was like uh this is too dicey it's just it's really swingy dicey on dice. you know one di- one bad roll and i'm just really screwed and then i as I played it more, I kind of started seeing the dice odds and how the game kind of tries to balance the dice out in different ways and how you can, you got to, the whole game is about manipulating the dice into your favor you know, getting traps, yep. getting advantage on, on dice rolls, you know, knowing where your fight values better, where you're going to get, where you're going to win the 50, 50 rolls. Um, yeah. So I, I've gotten over it. Of course. I mean, it's any dice game, bad rolls. suck. Oh yeah.
0: Well, and I think our game is going to be fun to talk about here, John, because we, it, we got to deploy our stuff really midline pretty much. Yeah. And you had these stupid shaman and you did end <laughs> up breaking Dane's hammer.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was the whole point of the list. Three shamans, little, little shaman spam, um, uh, cast the, the shatter magic magic power. And then heroes don't have weapons to kill you with. But, but you did not get Orcrist. I did not. I did not. You <laughs> rolled, you rolled pretty well and stopped me from thorn without Orcrist might've might have been really ugly.
0: It was kind of interesting, though, because that weapon does do a ton of work, especially against greenskins. But just because Thorin is a banner in that situation, I I talked through it with you and I, I was just like, yeah, I think I want to go kill stuff. But I think he's actually more useful just kind of being in the middle.
1: Yeah, he's huge being in the middle. And I mean, you could have put him where Dane was and kind of, you know, Dane was up front kind of just holding off goblins. He couldn't yeah. he couldn't do much. I mean, he killed one a turn if he won the fight um but yeah thorn was doing good i mean you'd go over kill somebody run back to the middle so his banner effect would kind of affect your whole army yep um that was i mean that was a big advantage you had over me i had more models but you had you got those re-rolls and we're getting more rolls on me then my goblins just couldn't kill anything
0: yeah and i mean that's that defense eight right for a lot of that model or a lot of those models where and once you kind of help me figure out that hey you want the shields kind of in front and then you want the spears in back. That way you're getting the assist, you know, attacks. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a big moment where I was like, oh, okay, this this makes a lot more sense. The way the list was designed.
1: Yeah, the goblins were dying pretty quickly in the
0: middle. Yeah, but see, the thing is, with so many dice, though, they really were picking off just a dwarf here, a dwarf there. And mm-hmm. it, it was becoming a problem. I was finally starting to make some headway where I was thinning out the middle. And you saw your lines starting to kind of break. And then we took a beer break and then when we came back your watcher decided to come up and cause problems
1: (laughs) right because you gotta you gotta roll after the first turn you gotta roll a three plus to bring the watcher on and would i roll a one three times in a row yeah four times in a row and the watcher's just sitting on the on the shelf next to my beer (laughs) yep just guarding it yeah but then the watcher popped up behind the dwarves took the back objective and it took him a while to come forward but he started he started pulling dwarves out of your line and, and pulling well, them. Back to it wasn't head.
0: only that there were dwarves over there that were going to kill those goblins to claim the objective right so the watcher cleared out those dwarves and then started picking off the dwarves from those other fights
1: right and there was that little gap in the train that the watchers like oh I think I can squeeze through here and he's just I'm he gonna catch you with my dirt. little arm <laughs> right <laughs> just pick it off a got pick it off a dwarf a turn pick it off a dwarf we had yeah. you know, it was a pretty epic finish, though. I mean, I, it was, I know you did it, 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 the score doesn't show as close as it was. I don't remember what the score was, but I mean, the three was, was like seventy-two, like maybe. Right. There were three big dice rolls at the end that go your way. Then it's like a tie or a one point game and you lost all of
0: them. Well, yeah, because I could have killed your your um, I don't know. What do you call it in uh, in this game? A gen- it's not a general leader a yeah, leader. leader. Mm-hmm. OK, so I almost I got to the point where Thorne would have got lucky and killed your leader. Because he had Orcrist. Right. And then um, there was the middle objective that we were fighting over that you ended up squeezing out. And then we had basically a 50-50 roll for a one-on-one roll-off for the back objective. <laughs> yeah, one dwarf and one goblin sitting back there. <laughs> uh, and I won it, but that allowed you to, since I didn't kill you, you basically just backed up into you know base-to-base with the objective.
1: Right, and we, we, instead of being your objective, we made it neutral because <laughs> we were just both still yep. sitting on it.
0: Yep. So, and that's what I'm saying. There just was some cool moments in that game.
1: That's what the watcher was doing. He was just picking your dwarves off that middle objective, like, hey, pretty much, just get off the middle objective, and let them go. Well, like I
0: said, it was it was throwing because the more I play the game, the more I'm kind of just realizing you want to get the math right. You want to try to get an extra die in a lot of the fight. I was trying to either have equal dice or an extra die on you, and if if so, you could get even more than that. But Yeah, you started taking off like my spears. So all of a sudden my support spear is gone and I'm just, Mm -hmm. just, it's like, this just is throwing all my plans out, out the window.
1: That was the whole point of the list. Yeah. Take your plans, ruin them and then see if you can survive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm kind of sad though, because I really feel like the list I had, it would have worked a lot better in the last mission and I probably would have had the best understanding. So I might have it would have been a good round because one, I would have either got the wooden spoon or two, I would have actually want a game because it was a good scenario for the dwarves.
1: Yeah. I think, I think, um, there weren't many lists out there that your dwarves wouldn't have beat. If you got that return of the King, like army of the dead and the 300s list, you you might've had a hard time, but your dwarves yeah. are so hard to kill. And the last scenario being just a kill count. I think it's called, it's called Lords of battle. You just tally, you tally total wounds. Your your dwarves would have sat there in their shield wall and just said, "Come get come, me, come at me, bro, <laughs> come at me." We're gonna we're gonna slowly march to you, and when we get to you, we're gonna poke you and be defense eight. And uh yeah, I, th- I think you you had an advantage in the in the final scenario for sure.
0: You apparently did not. <laughs> you no, know, I played
1: I played against Bolg and a shit ton of Hunter Orcs, which is I mean that is one of my go to competitive armies. I love Bolg, I love a bunch of Hunter Orcs um being goblins i usually should have a few more models than people but bringing the watcher i have a few less models than people so we were pretty close on models Um, and
0: your goblins were a lot easier to kill
1: oh man the goblins are super squishy
0: even though first turn like
1: first turn maybe maybe second turn Bulg has no weapon I'm like all right good Bulg has no weapon that's fine Bulg didn't give a shit. he was open hand bitch slapping <laughs> goblins <laughs> he's like I don't need I don't need this war pick Fuck it oh man slapping goblins <laughs> but then again the Watcher came on slowly and I I think I brought him a little bit I should have just thrown him in the middle of everything but yeah you slow rolled him. Right. yeah yeah I mean there were so many goblins dead it <laughs> didn't matter
0: What what faction did end up getting the wooden spoon? Do you remember?
1: I want to say I don't know what he brought. Let me make make sure who it was. No, I'm not sure who. I'll ask Chad right now. See if I get an answer by the end of this.
0: So while while you're kind of getting that from Chad, is there? um, Do you notice as far as? And this is my first tournament, so I have no point of reference, which is why I'm asking you do you notice that there's a more of a tendency to bring either the Lord of the Rings stuff over the Hobbit or vice versa? Or is there a good mix of lists that get played in a lot of these events?
1: I think it's a good mix. I mean, I'm trying to think it's the lists we had from Lord of the Rings. We had that return of the King list. We had my Moria list. Um, we had some fiefdoms, which are like Dol Roth and Prince Emmerhill from the books. Yeah. Erebor
0: reclaimed. Erebor, reclaimed. That is the Hobbit. I was just thinking Lord <laughs> of the Rings stuff. Oh, Okay. Um, well from from the Hobbit. I, we I did had... I did see one Rohan list in there.
1: Oh yeah, there was a Rohan list there, that's right. Um from the Hobbit we had your your Airborne Reclaim list. We had oh Lord of the Rings was the guy who won the Serpent Horde, Grand Army in yep. the South. Um we had an Angmar list, that's Lord of the Rings. And we had the Minas Tirith list. Um as far as the Hobbit, we had Airborne Reclaimed represented. We had um Thrandwill and was there with Dane in that list? Yeah, Dane
0: up? was in with that. Um
1: I don't know. Oh, I didn't I, I didn't see as many the of list.
0: the Hobbit stuff. That's why I was asking.
1: Yeah, if you ask, if yes, some people they think the, the Lord of the Rings obviously came out first and they came out with the Hobbit stuff and they some people think there was a little bit of power creep,
0: but so I talked to Chad, what do you think he said?
1: Oh god, I know what he says cuz I play
0: too much <laughs> Hobbit stuff. <laughs> he, he's like He's like, so yeah, David, David stuff's pretty cool. There's a little bit of a power creep there with the Hobbit stuff. but That's just because I play it all the time. He doesn't like it. I know. And I I just, I actually told him that I actually, I'm okay with a little power creep just because I think it, it motivates people to play some of the newer stuff and get out of their comfort zone a little bit. Plus right. they, they got to make you know money off of it. So of course they're going to sell more if it's good.
1: Right. I, I think what it really is is people who think it's a lot of power creep don't like the Hobbit movies.
0: Well, there's a lot of that too, where they're just highbrowing it right where they're, they're like, uh, you know, the Hobbit's a bunch of trash movies and they don't, oh, like it doesn't it. Follow the book. I don't care. It was entertaining. Yeah. and th- Well, that's my argument is it's like, come on, it's dwarves. So, I mean, I get why people like the originals cause they were so well done. Right. But the fact that it's, it's dwarf centered around, you know, Thorne's company that's what I loved in the books was just Thorne's company. And then they just, they 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 pumped a bunch of extra crap in there, but it's still focused around Thorne's company. So I just, I like it as far as entertainment, like you said, uh, more anyways. Right. I, I love Bilbo and I want to find more ways to build lists around Bilbo. If Bilbo could be a leader of something, I'd play it. I think eventually... I'm going to do like a Thorne's company list just once I got a better handle of it, because I do like the models in his box and I think I can run pretty close to 800 just with those.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that I've seen it done before and it's, I mean, some scenarios they are almost auto win, but some scenarios they're auto list because you're playing 12 or 13 models. Yeah. Instead of what well, you had, you had 38 in this tournament. I had 51.
0: Yeah, and I'm kind of, the more I play this game, the more I'm going to kind of be curious to see how lists like that play and how you got to win with them. Because just looking at it from that perspective, I, I'm like, I don't know how you would win with it. So I'm curious to see how it does win. It's tough. Um,
1: in February, I think it was, I took a Radagast Alliance list. And my, whole list <laughs> were, my whole list was Radagast.
0: Yeah, Tribune. Bayorn in there too.
1: No, I didn't take I took uh, Tree Beard instead of Bayorn. Um it was that was kind of hard, but tree beard's a little more controllable. Bayorns get a little out of control, bear. So I had Radagast Tree Beard, here, um, two Eagles and Balin. So six models. Six nice. whole models. Yeah. I <laughs> actually ended up playing that that's um the scenario where your leader kills count. Well, I mean, I win that by a mile because Radagast on a slate on his sleigh is actually pretty nasty. Um and then Treebeard and why and Eagles are hard to kill, But okay. then when, when there's six objectives on the board, it's almost auto lose because you got yeah. six models,
0: how are you going to get to it? Right. Right. So I always like to do, especially as a kind of tournament organizer and somebody who throws an event, what were some of the big moments or big things that you liked about the event that you guys put on up in, uh, Hendersonville?
1: Um, I was really pumped about the breakfast burritos. And those were good. <laughs> yeah. After being after after Friday being a late and, and just getting there, I think once we the best moment I think was when we finally got there. We set the boards up and we looked at People showed like, up. People showed up and like, man, this is awesome. You know, we're finally having tournaments, you know, people aren't wearing masks, cause, um, we're just hanging out, enjoying pretty boards. Everybody was really excited to get there. We ordered some beer and just started playing. That the best moment was just getting there, setting it up and playing. Um I mean, beating you is always a good moment. A good moment.
0: Yeah, you you like like to rub that one in when you can. Uh, <laughs> getting them wins in the tournament. So. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> the only highlight of my day. <laughs> <laughs> I do what
0: I can. That's the real reason I came, just to throw you a bone during the tournament. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I could have taken home the wooden <laughs> spoon <him on laughs> at Chad's tournament. Yeah, and to me, that was kind of the it. Middle earth is just so thematic and just so visually appealing when the models are painted and the terrain look, looks just amazing. You can't, I I agree with you. I didn't know if I would when you and I were first talking about middle earth, but I really feel like 3d terrain is a must in middle earth just because it really does add to the, the theme and kind of the allure of the game.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, and 3d printers man i can't recommend getting a 3d printer for terrain enough it's so fun yeah Um, because you
0: were able to build the pillars for um for air uh you printed off a bunch of just other um common terrain features that you see throughout the lord of the rings universe so it was just cool to see
1: yeah i tried I've, i've been looking for a while trying to find unique terrain like the Barrow downs um from the books we the Barrow whites capture the hobbits Mm -hmm. and stuff so we got those i've never seen this anything like that before the aerobor board i hope you put up a picture that's not too shiny
0: (laughs) uh yeah well let's see how shiny this picture is it's uh it looks yellow (laughs) (laughs) so look i'm looking at it right now and it it kind of does look like in the movie where you see just the mounds of gold. It, it looks like that when you look at the board. Yeah, there it is.
1: I thought it might look like, um, <laughs> in my
0: younger days,
1: I was given a free tickets to a Taylor Swift concert. And I remember my, with my old ass flip phone, cell phone, I took a picture and all you could see was this like this bright white light. Cause she was just wearing nothing <laughs> but glitter.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks pretty good as far as, uh, as far as that one looked. And yeah, you can definitely look at those pictures on rangequitwire.com as well. Uh, I didn't take all of the pictures, but I did take some of the uh, Hobbiton or Hobbitown uh, board. I did take one of uh, what the um, Rohan board took some pictures of our match with the watcher eating dwarves. So people can yeah, get a good thorn. visual. Yep. Yeah. There's thorns and dwarves, man. You got to paint all your dwarves. I do. And I'm, I, I like the way you painted yours. They definitely just have that good feel. Um, mine are definitely going to look a little similar, but also some just bright contrast in there. Like I usually do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't skip out on the metal. There's a lot of metal on those dwarves. Yeah. Lots of copper, lots of gold, lots of, uh, silver. Yeah. Oh, lots yeah, of bronze. You... Oh yeah. Just seeing your pictures with the troll chieftain. he's a, he's a big dude. Yeah, he fucking Came over there and he, there's one picture where you can see he's about to approach and rip Thorne apart. So that went <laughs> swimmingly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean,
1: I, I've played quite a few games now and, and just looks wise. I mean, I don't, I think it's, it's hard for any game. It's to pretty good. Lord of the Rings, just looks in the terrain and the things you can do.
0: Yeah. I think anybody that likes that, uh, that storyline, the books, the movies, anything, definitely. If you play tabletop, there's almost no reason just to not pick the stuff up just because you can pick up your favorite stuff, paint it and then get the casual games in or go to tournaments like this where even though it was a tournament, I never felt like it was too big or that, you know, I was nervous to be there. It was just like, cool, you know, I'm, I'm playing against people I know, but even if I didn't, I still would have had a blast.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people come, I think a lot of people come that aren't really miniature war gamers and come just for like the theme and story and, hey, I'm recreating these battles from Lord of the Rings.
0: Well, and I think that's important for a game because I am I do play a lot of Malifaux and I have come from games like we played a lot of Guild Ball and those are right. competitive games. But I really do think a game is better suited or not better suited, but better off when they you can go to a tournament and it has just as many casual people as it does competitive people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and those people get you know get super excited. Like even I get super excited. Like, oh man, I got the Witch King, and you're playing Rohan. Come here, Theoden.
0: <laughs> yeah, it almost forces these conflicts in the game, right? <laughs> right. Well, oh, This is probably
1: a dumb move, but I'm charging Theoden.
0: Well, that was just like I was playing Dane, and you know, half of his rules, he's hot-headed and just wants to go kill stuff. So I was I was sitting there debating it the first game against Chad. I was like, do I want to be a little more? tactical with dane i was like no i'm just gonna charge in this unit of orcs and just see how many i can kill you have to walk
1: him back and forth um, along along your back lines first and talk shit for a minute before you charge (laughs) in.
0: (laughs) that's true i'm gonna (laughs) split your pretty little head open (laughs) oh man that's pretty good so uh, i'm just and i'm looking at more expanding like i said now So I was talking to you about getting the iron Hills chariot and I almost don't care if it's good because it's just a centerpiece of, of the army. Yeah,
1: I've got one and I've played it once, but I just enjoyed painting it and looking at it. Um, I don't know. I don't, is it great? I don't know. Probably I mean for five hundred points, you can put what Balin, Dwalin, Keelian, Felian in, it, I think, and just <laughs> you've got like thirteen might on one chariot just running around, just wreaking havoc. Um, I
0: don't know. It seems okay. It's
1: fun, <laughs> yeah. Five hundred points, but whatever.
0: Uh, so you are saying maybe I should save that for those thousand point games? Yeah, there you go. Thousand thousand points still get just load out five hundred points worth of dwarves. I like it. And normally I like a little bit of artillery too. So I'm also eye- eyeballing the ballista, but is the ballista really just countering other ballistic shots? Um, yeah. It,
1: the, the Iron Hills ballistas might be the best siege weapon in the game. Oh, is it? Yeah.
0: Well, what does it do that other ones don't do? Or does it just do it better?
1: Um, it does a lot of it better and it blocks. It blocks a lot of shooting.
0: Okay. So yeah. kind of like in that, in the extended version of the Hobbit, yeah, where yeah. it's like mowing down all the arrows from the from the elves
1: yes exactly
0: okay that's pretty cool i'm down for that mm-hmm. <laughs> a
1: just little shooting never hurts the
0: dwarves <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i mean you can add in some dwarven crossbows if you really want to shoot stuff i mean yeah i'm kind of yeah. against arrows i like to just run in and fight
0: yeah and I, th- I think that's the thing i'm most excited about after playing this tournament is. When you play a full game, it really does put in perspective the little rules that you learn. So just the the ganging up the, you know, I got two here against your two. I got three against your two um, starting to use the might will and and um, what is it? I can't, can't remember the damn fate. There it is. Eight, yep. So just getting down just how the different mechanics work in an actual game. I think is huge for at least for us for starting a pseudo meta for the uh, Middle Earth kind of strategy game.
1: Heck yeah! I guess we guys playing. When are you holding your first uh, Middle Earth tournament tomorrow?
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, short notice. <laughs> um, no, but when we do end up uh, doing an event, we'll probably do the same thing. Where I since we're down in Charleston, I always either like putting events on in Columbia at Firefly, or now that Jake actually has the um, game castle store up in Greenville. That's a good meetup spot for a lot of people too.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the cool thing about the tournaments is there's so many different ways you can go with these tournaments. I've been to, I've been to doubles tournaments where you and your, your, um, you and your friend, you know, play on the same board, you know, you bring 500 points, they bring 500 points and you play a thousand points against another, another two, uh, two people. You play team tournaments like we did in Guild Ball with you know three people and you you keep score those. You can play tournaments like we did where you just bring one army. You can play bring tournaments where you bring one good and one evil army and you roll off or you alternate which armies you play. Um, yeah, I
0: think I think that was interesting to I think that's one of the more interesting things as far as tournaments go and events go, is since you can differentiate the theme, you can differentiate the points. You can, you know, include a lot. It really does allow a lot of customization for the person running the events. And the people really don't care as long as you just tell them the format. Whereas in other games, if you switch the format up at all, people will flip out. They're like, what do you mean? I can't play the standard tournament, you know, play or organized play document when you're switching it up and they get all huffy. Whereas this, it's really like, oh, man, cool. We're only going to play 500 points. We can do you know, so much more interesting things kind of on the individual hero level. And it, it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's like uh, out in fable, those guys have all sorts of restrictions and like they try to limit to the, to make the rosters really balanced and kind of simple. We had, I guess kind of newbie friendly, you know, you don't want all these big overpowered monsters all over the place, you kind of yeah. make it more just army on army stuff. Um, I saw a three hundred point tournament in Atlanta that was just like a lot of quick games repetitively. That's cool. Um, yeah, I like I like the the variations. And not there's not just one certain way you play. Like, oh, here's your seven hundred point list. Make a seven hundred point list and just you play it the same way over and over again.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's that. And I can't say enough about the game. They're just the way that it's designed as far as just getting people playing the game and making it interesting and unique in each event. definitely cool just to see uh see how that goes for sure i almost (laughs) you can almost do some like interesting things where you almost do a hero draft where when somebody selects dane for their army you can't build dane in your army i always like uh, events where that kind of thing happens it's a what does they call it it was solo. It was something for War Machine, where it's like solo machine or something like that. Where once somebody picked the Warcaster, you couldn't pick them again. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's Just figure that out. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: you know, <laughs> I can't wait to see for you to make that happen.
0: Well, yeah. Let me go ahead and you know actually get better acquainted with the uh, the whole <laughs> game first. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, once we get that, then we'll we'll start talking about some cool, unique events and stuff. Um, I'm just happy because we finally. Got a weekday night that we're gonna have people meet up and game. So I'm pumped right. that we're gonna start doing that again. Yeah, it's uh,
1: it's been it's been too long. Um, yeah, I'm starting to play with Crisis Protocol. I think I'm gonna start playing that. You know, go down to Greenville and play that one night this week. Whenever football season's over, I'll really be back, back into it.
0: Yeah, well, the closer it gets to November, the the closer that's gonna you know be a reality for you.
1: <laughs> and then it's actually time, like. The right season where you can go to Charleston and not have a heat stroke.
0: I mean, you're pretty good as long as you know you you come here before probably April. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's four, you got four months that are safe. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so pretty much you just you want to show up to Charleston not between May and uh, August. Even September can be pretty. Say, no, hold on, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> it starts to get down in like the high 80s in the uh, in September.
1: i'm struggling when it's high 80s here
0: (laughs) yeah well i'm just happy when it's not humid but definitely excited to uh to get into this game i I know a bunch of people in our area actually have stuff so we just need to get out and play it which is now that i mean you know me now that i've kind of gotten my teeth into it i'm i'm super jazzed to play it and get it going i knew it's all it would take just had to get you to one tournament get a beer in your hand and get you rolling some dice I mean, to be fair, any event that you can just meet up with people, play games, and drink beer—I mean, that's a win. Yeah,
1: I really so, enjoyed watching those rage quit wire dice roll those roll those logos.
0: You know, it happened against Chad too, and I'm just—you know—my <laughs> stubbornness. I'm like, fuck it, it's gotta gotta be a six sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I hadn't pulled my rage quit wire dice out
1: in a while, and you started rolling them, and I saw the salt shaker coming up, and I'm like, what? Oh, oh, damn, good roll. Wait.
0: Uh, uh, oh yeah. yeah that's right it's there salty. it is let me see them salt shakers i hope to get those dice back out oh yeah they're good ones i like them too because they just confuse people <laughs> well because well, so you'll you'll roll them and then you'll just be like god you know fuck, and they'll be like what man i mean you got it and it's like no those are ones that, that did in fact did not work
1: <laughs> i do remember giving those dice away and people were like you put the logo on the one this is dumb.
0: That's how we do it. <laughs> you don't get the show. You're like, well, you know why not give me these dice back? <laughs> You're not good enough for those dice or salty enough. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Let me know, man. I'm going I'm to print you up some goats. If you want to put some dwarves on some, some goats, man. Hell yeah. Some, some of your heroes. You need, you need a dwell on a goat.
0: Yeah, I just I think I'll I'll get an extra Thorins Company box and then I'll just kind of kit bash them onto those 3D printed goats.
1: Yeah, I had some I had some fun cutting legs off off dwarves, <laughs> you know, drilling out some crotches and sticking their asses on some goats.
0: Get your ass on there.
1: Yeah, another thing about this game is people are really cool about proxies and conversions and you know I mean you know it's like anything Games Workshop does. Some of the prices are stupid.
0: Uh, well, John, any last minute thoughts or anything else you want to, you know, just kind of share before we uh, roll on up out of this thing? Uh, if you're not part of it,
1: join the America Strategy, Strategy Battle Game Alliance uh, page on Facebook. That's kind of where most of the big events around the country are kind of going on. We we post there. Um, we have a local page, Asheville Middle Earth something, another. I've made the name too long. I need to shorten it. <laughs> but uh yeah, Carol- Carolina's Middle Earth group. I mean, we got a bunch of events going on. We try to have events every month, every two months or so, and we've got them kind of spread out around the southeast. Um, um, come have a beer and let's play some games.
0: Well, so if if you're like me, are you just going to have to talk and text your uh, your close Middle Earth friends if you don't like Facebook? No.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I no, there's Discord and stuff, but you know me, I don't get on the Discord and other stuff. Oh,
0: I'll have to, I, I, I'm on the Discord. I'll have to check that out.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, the, the Carolinas has a Discord. I'll have to get you on that. I yeah, don't know yeah. how to use Discord, you
0: know. I'm... Dude, it's just like anything else—just messaging and texting back and forth. I don't. There's it's so like a, It's many. like a giant. It's just like a giant group chat.
1: There's so many. There is. I hate group there... chats.
0: <laughs> My phone never shuts up. 57 <laughs> messages. What the hell? <laughs> oh, God. That, that was always the worst when you just all of a sudden you pick up your phone and you see like 100 messages. You're just what the hell happened in this chat group? Right. right. I, need, be- I
1: need a new app that combines all those apps into one app.
0: Oh, I know what I was going to ask you about uh, just real quick, kind of finishing up here. So in as far as game goes in these events, obviously you can customize it however you want. But is there any like agreed upon this model is banned for events?
1: Uh there are there are two to three that are usually banned. Okay. Number one is Tom Bombadil.
0: Oh, man, my my boy Tom is banned.
1: Yeah, in most events. I mean, some events don't care. But um I mean in my opinion, he's broke as fuck.
0: Okay. <laughs> so
1: you had Dane in that game or Thorin. Yeah. Tom, yeah. Tom Bombadil just walks up to him and says, Don't do anything this turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that seems good. I mean, there's no fighting. They don't fight. Tom never kills anybody. He just walks up to a model pretty much and you just, can't you, you can't charge around, him. Ground sings, dances and makes yeah. you not do things. You can't charge him. You can't come within an inch of him, but he just he just walks up to you, touches you and goes, "Nah, you just take this turn off, bro."
0: <laughs>
1: and Goldberry does about the same thing. And then the the other model that people sometimes see banned and sometimes you can't play him because of points is Smog.
0: Okay. Smog, smog is himself
1: like 800 points 700 okay 700 he i mean he's like on like a i don't know how big the base is nine and a half inches long or something yeah it's I mean, gotta be like a hundred mil base yeah he's like breathing fire everywhere just and he's so big he flies around he he's hard to kill it's just kind of not a fun game from what i've seen i mean it can kind of be fun if you want to play it thematically and stuff but tournament play. It's not me.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, well, and not only that, it goes back to what you were saying, where if there are too many objectives spread out, you, there are some games you probably can't win with smog,
1: right? There's a lot of, you can't win. And then, yeah, there, there's, there's some, some scenarios where you can't beat smog. I mean, like, like the last scenario we played, the the wound count, mm-hmm. you're not going to beat smog. Cause I mean, he has 20, 20 wounds, but if you get through all those, he's already killed 40 dudes. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. A lot of of, uh, tournaments will kind of just cut those things out whereby saying you have to have at least eight models in your list. Or, you know, they kind of put number restrictions.
0: I, I will say, though, for those people interested in getting into Middle Earth, that I think it is one of the most active second market games for acquiring models that I have ever seen. Yeah, I've bought a lot of my stuff off eBay or Facebook. There are marketplace. a lot of people that are just like, hey, I'm looking for this or, hey, I got this. Anybody want to trade for blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's very active. Yeah, a lot of good people
1: just like, oh, I kind of got tired of playing these dwarves or I have, I have this rare model. I'll trade it for some of these dudes. Or, yeah, that's where I've gotten a lot of my stuff from.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Well, John, thanks for uh, coming on. I feel like we're going to be doing some more of this.
1: Yeah, it is now a Middle Earth podcast. Rage Quit Wire. Rage Quit
0: Wire. Well, listen, anybody that's been listening to us knows that. We just talk about what we like. So, I mean, it's never changed from being a tabletop podcast. Um, We've talked about a lot of different games on here. Um, Definitely been heavy into Malifaux, but I can definitely see a lot more uh, Middle Earth content coming out as well. And anybody knows if I'm on the podcast, we're probably talking about beer. You know, that's uh, beer and uh, Tom Bombadil. Tom 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 Tom. Tom Bombadil.
1: <laughs>
0: he literally does have like songs he sings. and oh, shit. yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, that's what Tom Bombadil does. And <laughs> if you ever played, there was a Middle Earth game that came out in like the mid two thousands, and there was you could build Tom Bombadil. It was kind of like a you built your base and you had to go, you know, destroy whatever X army. And Tom Bombadil just started doing his like s- spinning and dancing and he would just uppercut upper punch cut, you know, murder units and oh God. They just see model or you know um game models, I guess, flying all over the place. And he's he just he was unkillable, just like in this game apparently. Right. I mean you th-
1: you'd think like Tom Bombadil and Smog would be a good matchup, but it would be really boring. <laughs>
0: Just nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens. Uh, these uh, so just low-key. I'm looking at Knights of Rivendell models. They look pretty s- fucking sweet. Oh, they're badass, too. Are they?
1: Yeah, expensive to like 21, 22 points each. But yeah, a, uh, a Rivendell <laughs> Knight's army is pretty good.
0: Interesting. Low, Fascinating. Low
1: model count, but fun.
0: Alright, John. Well, I think we're going to leave it there. Why don't you give us the old uh, sign-off there Let's see if you can get it right. Um, let's see. How, how long has it been since so I did this? Roll dice, throw salt. Because we actually have, you know, dice in this game. So, yeah, yeah. we did it. Wait, no, I
1: don't have <laughs> dice. Cards. Right.
0: Lame.